Welcome back to My Mother's Daughter Podcast, where we choose to focus on the controllables, jump off the hamster wheel of grief, and take steps to honoring our loved ones by living a life filled with gratitude, joy, and abundance. It's time to get stubborn about what we want and choose to lean into who we were meant to be while drinking too much caffeine, owning way more workout pants than we'd like to admit, and dreading that nightly dinner talk almost as much as waking up early. You feel me, sister? I'm Angel McElhaney, motherless daughter, positive psychology junkie, and not so master juggler of my crazy crew, and I believe that you can heal and find happiness after loss. So grab that coffee, put down that to-do list, and let's get to work, one day at a time, together. Let's get started with today's show. Hey guys, welcome back. And today we're going to be talking about how to be a mom without a mom. And this is a subject that sounds kind of sad, and it is, but it's also very joyful. It really talks about the extremes that comes in with motherhood, even the act of labor. I mean, you have all this pain, but then you also have all this joy of having the baby as you're growing into that new identity of being a mother. And so I have some exciting news for you guys. And no, I'm not having another baby. Four is plenty for me. But my sister, Emily, my baby sister, I'm nine years older than her. Her and Derek have had a precious little baby boy. His name is Elijah Ray, and he's so cute. So I just kind of had it on my heart to kind of share some tips, especially also we're coming off of Christmas and the holidays and all that. So there's always going to be these big events that when you've lost a parent, when your mom's not there, that you will just feel that absence much larger than on a day-to-day. All right, so by the end of this, you are going to have seven tactical steps. I actually made it a mnemonic device, so P-R-E-S-E-N-T. You're going to have one step for each letter that is going to help you to kind of know how to really just use a strategy, some positive psychology strategies to just kind of help yourself get to a better place if you are feeling really lonely, sad, and in that depressed state. I actually heard something today that was really interesting, and I think that we could do better. So as a society, we focus so much on the negative, which I have definitely mentioned before, but even in research, there's so much research that is all about depression and really just not that much that is about happiness. And that's really what all positive psychology is about. It's really about studying with the scientific method, figuring out how people are happy, optimism, positive you know, teachings and techniques and that sort of thing. And so I love that it's flipping that on its head and it's really emphasizing that little piece of choice habit or things that you can do to help make yourself happier or in effect more joyful. All right so the first one is P for present and I would like you to condition yourself to be more present and I am working on this myself a lot and this would entail putting your phone down learning to meditate. I know that one of my mentors, Stephanie's Gas, if you don't watch her show, you should. She is the Mompreneur Mastermind show on um, iTunes. And what she does is she actually deletes 
her social media on Friday and she doesn't put it back on there until Sunday. And I think that's genius. It's something that I'm definitely wanting to implement. I think it's a great idea. I know other people, they will take it off their phone so that they have to go to a desktop, which I don't know about you, but I rarely do that. So that would be a definitely great opportunity to monitor that. Another thing you can do to be more present is to learn how to meditate. And this does not have to be some grand 30-minute gesture that you do that feels like a lot of work. It really can be just two minutes. So maybe set a timer. I did see a suggestion that I thought was great. If meditation seems like something that would be really hard for you, what you could do is think about a specific moment in your past. And I think this would be especially helpful for those of us who have lost a mother um, because you can kind of recall a good memory and this can make it to where you can almost relive that memory. This can kind of trick your brain into experiencing a good memory twice. Which as someone who is in short of memories with my mom, I think that is invaluable. And honestly, where I am ADD, I think that having to focus on one thing is going to be much more attainable than trying to clear my mind completely. But if you're able to do that, I think that definitely will add value too. All right, so that is our P for present. All right, so the next thing I have for you is R, and I could not decide, so I actually have two words for R. One is rest, and one is remember. I think that as a mom, it's really important that you have rest and relaxation and enjoyment. This will give you that social piece that is super important, especially because motherhood sometimes can be so isolating, and then you also have the piece of being a grieving mother or a motherless daughter, and then that is just a very lonely place to be sometimes. So rest and relaxation. And then the other word that I had there for R because I just could not decide because they're both so important is remember. So for this, I have the suggestion to speak her name. And I know this is going to be hard for you, but I think that it's really important. It will take practice, and the more you say it, have pictures around and just make them part of your conversation. So especially with my five-year-old, sometimes this can be kind of tear-jerking. Even just today, we were on our way to Target, and we were talking about how today is, I told him today's Elvis's birthday, and I actually put some Elvis on Spotify, and I told him how Elvis was my mom's favorite singer. And this dialogue made it to where he knows that he can speak about her too, which I think is super important. Now, on the flip side of that, I don't know how we got on the subject of Elvis Presley not being alive anymore, but then he did express a fear or a concern that I might not be around sometime like my mom isn't, which I thought was a very complex and very big thing for a five-year-old to say, but at least that also opened the dialogue for where, to where we can talk about it and to where he can get some comfort for that rather than keeping that all inside. All right, so now we're to E, and so E is Enneagram, and I know that I keep talking about the Enneagram, and I promise I will have an episode on it very soon, but in short, the Enneagram is a system of personality types. It's kind of the shape of a nine-sided geometric figure, if you want to picture that, and it's really going to help you to know psychological motivations or desires that influence your emotions, behaviors, and your attitude. And really, it just helps you to be more aware 
of how you react to different things so that you can really kind of have control. And especially as a mom, I think it's important that you know or pay attention to how your personality types responds to stress. Do you turn into a Medusa mama in anger? Do you get super sad and cry? What do you do? Do you withdraw? What do you do in stress? So I think that is super helpful to know so that you don't feel like it's unnatural or weird or that it kind of gives you permission to be yourself. But at the same same aspect, you don't want to just be like, oh, that's me. I'm not, I don't have to change. No, you use that information and you use it to where you know that oh, I respond in anger, so I'm more likely to let this build up and then just blow up. And instead, you can take the steps to where you can deal with those emotions before it gets to that point. So it's super important, I think, to, not important so much as helpful to know what your Enneagram personality traits are. And I will do a podcast on that soon. I'm hoping to get an expert to kind of explain even more clearly for you guys. But if not, I totally will tell you because I'm obsessed about it and been reading about it so much. All right. And then next is S. So I have that down as smile. And I want you to think of when you think of smile, joyful. And I want you to think of joyful because it is internal work. It's really the attitude that defies the circumstances, whereas if you think of happiness, it's more of a feeling or things outside of you can kind of can kind of affect that, whereas joy is something that's internal. So I want you to kind of see the, see your kids and try to be joyful, dance in the kitchen, kitchen sing in the car, those little things that help to really honestly, even science-wise, like release some endorphins and serotonin and things in your brain and lights up that reward center and honestly I think this goes really well with being present so laughing telling jokes dancing singing these joyful acts that make your kids smile your kids making you smile this is going to help you to be more present too and to be more grateful all right so next up is evolve and I picked this because When I went into my mom's office after she passed away, she had her written words on a little piece of paper taped to her monitor, and it said, God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to let you stay there. You are meant to grow. You are meant to overcome hard things. You are meant to do great things. You have these gifts, these talents, and... So it's just kind of a reminder that you are meant to evolve, especially with parenthood. I feel like there are these different seasons and through that you are learning so much and you're becoming really forever changed. All right, so the next one I have is N for network. And I have this because it is proven that if you are missing that social piece, you will not feel as happy or joyful. And I want all of you mamas to have that in your life. So it's really important for you to look at the calendar and plan some time away, some time with your girls, or maybe even your other people in your life that can give you kind of that mom feel. And I'm not saying that you try to replace your mom, but I am just saying that there is someone, whether that is a like a stepmom or a mother-in-law or a friend or a best friend's mom or some other figure that you can go to to ask those questions that you might want to go ask to your mom, but they're not here. Maybe that is a big sister or a little sister, or maybe that could be an aunt or even Facebook groups. 
those are huge in support. I know that when I lost my mom, I was in several of those groups and you really do have that support with each other. Someone who knows what you're going through can be so crucial to getting you through kind of the valley. So like if you are walking around this hole that is grief and you fall in there, that can be something that can help you to get back up. And even from a psychology point of view, the sense of belonging aspect of that is really crucial too. So it's really important that you have a community, that you have kind of a village. And that I I can actually tell you that whenever I went back to work and because I was away from my family, I didn't want to really take out any other time. So there was this withdrawing period for me. And I definitely feel like that was really apparent in my social relationships. And I felt like I am so much better when I am actively in those relationships. You have somewhere to vent to, somewhere to celebrate, to laugh with, someone outside of, you know, your four walls. All right, so the last one I have for you is another one that I couldn't really pick just one, and that's time, and then the second one was triggers. So for T, I have time and triggers, and the reason I have time is because mama Time is fleeting and I don't want you to worry so much about the to-do list and the clutter and the things, all the things that you miss out on the present, that you miss out on this time. Time is so fleeting. You will blink and they will be about to, yeah, Ty has his temps now. That's just crazy town. And then the other one that I have is triggers. Knowing that there are common triggering events or life milestones coming up is going to be so important for you to know that it's about to get hard. And so what I would recommend for you to do in those instances is to get that support system that we mentioned before, rally around. I know that for me, my mom passed away in May. Her birthday is in May. Her anniversary for her wedding was in May. The day she passed away is in May. So much is in May that I used to call it the dreaded May, but I will say this is that because I knew May was going to be so hard, that's usually when I crush it with my health goals because I'm trying to so focus on getting healthy because that was so important for her and I'm also doing it with a lot of other people usually because she was such a helpful person and that was such such a big part of her. So if you are able to do something that kind of carries a part of your mother with you, then that will be huge as you are a mom yourself. So I definitely think that knowing those triggers is going to be a really important piece. So just to recap, we have P for present, R for rest and remember. I know that remember one is going to be really hard. And I know that some of you definitely need to learn how to rest a little bit more. And then Enneagram is for E, S for smile, E for evolve, N for network, and then I have T for time and triggers. So I hope this was helpful for you, and I just want to remind you guys that you are strong, and you are capable, you are joyful, and you are present. You are a blessing to those around you, and you're talented and amazing, and you are your mother's daughter, so you can do all the hard stuff that life throws at you. If you'd like to find me over on Instagram, my handle is angel. McElhaney. Check out my name on this cover art or in the show notes because it is a doozy. And also there's going to be pictures of little baby Elijah over there. Hey mamas, before you go, I wanted to let you know about something that helped me. So I started taking CBD after having Thea and it helped me so much. 
To understand how it really works, you should really become familiar with the endocannabinoid system. It is a complex network of receptors, mostly found in the brain and immune system, but it helps with a lot of important functions. So it helps you to regulate your sleep, your relaxation, inflammatory responses. So it really does a lot. The endocannabinoid system also regulates cognitive ability and clear thinking. So for me, it was helping me sleep. It was helping me to really just feel more balanced. If this is something that you think would help you too, just go to bit.ly slash angel CBD. So that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash angel CBD. I'll put it in the show notes too. And you can shoot me a DM if you need any help. If this helped you or added value in any way, make sure you stop by and add a review or shoot me a DM. I love to hear your stories. You can also screenshot the review and then share it in your Instagram stories and tag me and I'll reshare it too. Can't wait to see how it's helping you. And remember, just take it one day at a time together.